<clears throat> Boy, these are spicy snickerdoodles. What? Like the cinnamon has some spice to it. Huh. Maybe they accidentally put some cayenne in there or, or put cayenne in there to make up for the fact that it's like a raw vegan cookie dough snickerdoodle. Yeah, like the dough is still mo- it's still flowing. <laughs> yes. It's how undercooked it is. <laughs> Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Instagram and Blue Sky at Namely90s with an 90s. You can also find us on YouTube every Monday at YouTube.com slash at Namely90s. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with a 90s, and get signed up for one of our support levels welcome to the show hello thank you for having me wait so busy week um yeah washington huskies lose a heartbreaker to the michigan harbaugh's uh (laughs) wolverines i think wolverine sounds right uh sounds like um the officiating left a bit to be desired, but ultimately probably wasn't the difference maker in that no, game. No, definitely was not the difference maker in that game. I watched uh, most of that game. Let me be clear. Like, I would, I would say, is it fair to say we're both like fans of local team football, but not like football fanatics? Um, yes, and I mean we're fans of football. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the Huskies since I was a kid. So I probably had slightly more stakes than you did. Well, for context, I'm from the rival school to the Huskies, Washington State University. True. But in this scenario, like Wazoo Coog did as usual. They kind of had a promising start to their season, but like no one else is doing anything meaningful in this state. And so I was rooting for the Huskies in this scenario. Like you have to. And I was in the city of Seattle watching this game in a bar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the atmosphere was pretty intense. It was cool. Yeah, uh, I watched it at my house, then drove to a game night and where we continued to watch it. Um, I Yeah, it was the game wasn't I think it was uh, 2013 when I left and it was still that when I got there. Um, and then it just kept going downhill. But yeah, <laughs> um, it wasn't their best performance. Uh, Michigan, Michigan deserves deserves that win. Well, now Jim Harbaugh will be the coach of the Raiders, it sounds like. And really? In other coaching news, um, Seattle legend Pete Carroll announced his retirement on the day of our recording. And some people would say he was fired from the team. Yes. I mean, I mean that's that- probably true. It was probably time. But this guy is a total legend. I was actually sad today. You know, like it actually kind of not that, I, you know, I'm not invested in it, but it kind of hit me, you know. Um, I have thoughts. Okay. Um, the, P. Carroll with the team decided that, uh, quote, quote, unquote, with the team decided Pete to, Carroll was let go today. No, no, he was, he was, he was let go as a head coach, but he's staying on in his advisory in an advisory role, most likely for two years to finish out that contract that he has until 2025. Um, he'll probably be a better advisor than Aaron Rodgers. He's too busy, like, uh, blowing Pat McAfee and, like, saying nasty stuff about uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not taking his vaccine. Um, the COVID vaccine is why that airplane door fell off, by the way, in Portland. Did uh, you know that? That makes sense. Someone's 5G activated the door release. Yeah, that may, yeah, that may, <laughs> that makes so much sense in a city that is known to be anti-vax. Um, but, like, like old, how- old school anti-vax. <laughs> Pat McAfee's like someone at ESPN is trying to sabotage you. Yes, you're right. His name is Pat McAfee, you <laughs> douchebag. 
um, <laughs> but yeah, Pete Carroll was he sticking with the team? He gave us 14 good years. Uh, you know, I once said in I I want to say it, it was a Facebook status from 20 was it 2014 when we won the championship, uh, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I wrote. Never in a million years would I thought I would I thought I what I thought have what I have thought I would say the words I love Pete Carroll um, <laughs> because he single handedly destroyed the pack tw- uh, the pack ten back in the day when he was coach at USC uh, with all of his recruiting violations that went under the radar <laughs> and then uh, and then he became the Seahawks head coach so like. Um, you know, hated him up until he yeah. started doing good for the Seahawks. And also, he, uh, Nick, he is great. It Nick Saban, Saban, I don't know how you say his name. He retired today too. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bear, but, was that the Bears coach? I don't uh, no, no, Alabama. Oh, uh, OBS. That's right. Bama. I, um, roll tide posted a video of Pete Carroll kind of, t- you know, just as a, a to honor him and a thank you. And it was the one <laughs> where they, he meets DK Metcalf for the first time. And he, of course, like, because DK Metcalf is who he is, like walks into the room with his shirt off and then Pete Carroll, without skipping a beat, (laughs) takes his shirt off and like shakes his hand and everyone (laughs) in the room just dies. It's great. Uh, I just feel like Pete Carroll was like a, he was an effective coach because like he, people wanted to play for him. Mm -hmm. Whereas you've got people like that D bag from, from uh, Denver, Sean Payton, who's Mm -hmm. like a total a-hole and he's totally for of the old school, but you know what? Pete Carroll's of the old school and he's like a pretty legit guy, despite all the, uh, you know, the, the violations and such. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Well, maybe legit's not the right word in the, a legal context, but he is legit. <laughs> yeah. As in legit. So cool. that was sad, but, uh, you yeah. know, enough, enough football talk, I guess. Uh, I mean, I only have, I only have more uh, sports things, sport, sports adjacent related things. I and that was a sports bar before I got here. Fair, fair. I went rollerblading for the first time in like two decades today. How was that? Uh, you know, spent a lot of time on your knees other than the <laughs> usual. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> um, I, I should get used to falling, but I don't think I need to. Um, I I went to like a we have a street hockey rink at one of the local parks and it was pretty deserted except for the one uh, girl skateboarding trying to do manuals and kick flips and then when she finally left I had five minutes to myself just to go around the whole rink before another girl shows up and she starts doing um, she had roller like quad skates roller skates and was doing like flow and uh disco dancing on roller skates and such i was like whatever bro let's blade uh, aggressive inline brah soul skating um yeah because last week like i said i was getting back into it and uh that's why i wanted to do those two brink or airborne and uh yeah um I'm a loser who rollerblades in his thirties now, but, uh, it was fun. It was, it was cause, um, the reason why I did it, I don't know if I mentioned this last podcast, but I went ice skating with my niece, um, while I was back in, in, in the hometown, um, over, over the holidays. And, and you uh, suffered an immediate and devastating concussion. No, I managed <laughs> to not fall that time either. Um, <laughs> Although I'll send you the video of my niece. Uh, she's a little prankster. She doesn't need the the walker. You know how they have walkers uh, that you can have on the ice so that you don't fall over. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, she doesn't need it, but she took one and then she just left it halfway around the ice on the rink. And I'm like, well, I, I don't want this in the way of all the people that are going to trip over it. So I grabbed it and then used it all the way back from like half halfway around the rink to to the opening it was um caught on video so i'll send that to you later uh if you want it but um yeah look into your future yeah well i mean the thing goes up to my knees so i was like i was i was hunched over um but it also the whole the whole session because i i've been having like a, a mild case of achilles tendonitis last year and um 
never really saw anyone for that probably should have but um it it went away after i was uh ice skating and you should see aaron Rodgers guy (laughs) um i can't i can't even imagine what aaron Rodgers guy looks like (laughs) or how many drugs he would uh illegal drugs he would he would prescribe um yeah uh but i figured you know ice skating rollerblading similar a similar balancing um so i I figured very similar yeah that would um that would help out with uh with that pain and yeah i'm starting to starting to feel a little bit better um because like you know i have a balance board at home I, i i try to i try to stay maybe not in shape but uh at least like somewhat on top of it and um apparently uh not doing enough because the balancing on skates are completely different than balancing on a balance board for some reason Uh, i'm a soul skater now (laughs) that's that's all you need to know well i think that takes us uh through our opening intro Mm -hmm. and so what are we going to be talking about today well it was the emmys over the weekends the and uh, by the way the golden globes yes which by the way really quick i want to say because i said this to you Uh for the oscars barbie has been lumped into the adaptations category and people are kind of like mad about it but i'm confused as to how they're not considering oppenheimer an adaptation because it's literally based on a book (laughs) Uh, there you go that's that's uh the patriarchy right there yes uh so yes it was the golden globes last weekend uh Mm -hmm. the weekend before last when this comes out it's the emmys this uh this past weekend um right no who knows in january sometime January 15th. Yeah, this past this this past weekend. Um and so we thought we'd get ahead of the game and take you back in time and look at cuz we we haven't really done that many award show shoutouts through the right. years. Um so that would be a good time to just look at some primetime Emmy wins uh from 1990 to 99. Um and then we can name the definitive winner of the nineties in the namelies, the, the definitive awards for the nineties like that. Yeah. I like it. It's good. (laughs) Yes. Um, so starting out, uh, shows in the first category, um, we got Murphy Brown, we got cheers, we got Seinfeld, we got Frazier for five times over the course of the nineties. Murphy Brown was twice and, uh, finishing out the, the nineties was Allie McBeal. These were uh, comedies, by the way. Comedies. Yes. Yeah. Was Ali McBeal a comedy? Because I thought it was a drama. Mm, it had a dancing baby. Did have a dancing baby. People laughed at it, but it was Which, like. Ironically, wasn't funny. Um, it was just. A, well, you can't deny. I mean, Frazier won it five times. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like. I, I'm not going to like crap on the people who like Seinfeld and I don't dislike it. I one of our previous guests almost got you to watch it. It's not my strongest comedy in that list. And I think I guess we we did watch it. Yeah. That combined with Frazier having won it five times. Mm-hmm. For me it's Frazier. Yeah. Yeah, let's I I would also say Frazier as well. I don't know how Cheers snuck in there because that I think I think that was season eleven Cheers that yeah. uh that got on there and and like if mm. Frazier had only won twice, I could be convinced to choose Seinfeld, but mm-hmm. five times is nothing to sneeze at, you know. And I'm pretty sure it was the first five years of Frazier um that, that got those noms. Uh, so the namely the namely the namely goes to in, in comedy for the nineties goes to Frazier. Frazier. You wanna do this next category? All right. And in the drama category, we have L.A. Law, which won twice in a row, three times in a row, if you include 1989. Northern Exposure, Picket Fences, twice, NYPD Blue, ER, Law and Order, 
and the practice twice. Boy, uh, what a what a field here. I mean, yeah, um, a lot of a lot of police procedurals. Um, Northern Exposure, you're not familiar with this. I mean, I might have mentioned it once, but or are you are you familiar with the the Northern Exposure? It was no, I don't know what I don't know what that is. Yeah, it was a comedy drama again. Uh, sure, it wasn't a uh, comedy. Uh, and it ran on CBS from 90 to 95. Um, oh, I do kind of know about the, who was in it again. Uh, it was someone I know of. Yes. Um, who was it? John Corbett? No. Um, uh, maybe not. Oh. Uh, Rob Morrow, Cynthia. We've talked about Gary. it, but no one's in it really. Yeah, I mean, John Corbett was, um, he's known for things. He's Sarah Jessica Parker's something or other in nah, Sex and the City. Really. Doesn't he, he dates her for a while in Sex and the City? Yeah. My big, my big fat Greek wedding. That's what he's from. Um, uh, so this but it's like is set, it's set in Alaska, but it's, um, it's, uh, it was shot in, Washington somewhere where was it shot? yeah it was it was um like Leavenworth or I never watched NYPD blue but that Law was the order NYPD blue first first uh network show to show uh butt on TV but law and but. order like the original law and order is borderline unwatchable but i also think it's because like really? they always play a low quality version of it like on tnt it's always like kind of weird um redmond it was shot in redmond no roslyn uh, roslyn washington roslyn yeah by salmon lasack mm, yep uh I, I for me it's gonna be er mm, because mm-hmm. because er was a veritable sensation in the powerhouse. 90s powerhouse um and although other medical shows had been done it had never been done like that and i i just think if it was the 2000s no er would not win it's the 90s for me it's er um let's see it won in 96 i think yeah no i don't know it probably no, should have won more than that but it didn't I'll 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 give you that. Do you want to award the namely to them? All right, and the namely goes to ER. Woo-hoo. And the music plays. Are you gonna? Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't. Have, we couldn't have done this without George Clooney. Just uh, put the Benny Hill music in. Speaking of Benny Hill, uh, we have variety shows next, uh, starting with In Living Color. Uh, the 63rd Academy Awards <laughs> <laughs> won in 91 uh, for Best Variety. Uh, the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Yes, Saturday Night Live. Johnny. Uh, Saturday Night Live, the 1993. Um, the Late Show with David Letterman won three times over the course of the 90s. The Tonight Show with Jay Leno won once. Uh, Dennis Miller Live won. And Tracy Takes On, which I... I I had never heard of. Uh, okay. Uh, um, Dennis Miller's trash. Mm-hmm. Letterman's she, trash. I thought she, I thought Letterman was the one that was better than Leno. Yeah, but Letterman is apparently like a big a hole. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Which doesn't surprise me. No. Also, I don't like his beard. Um, <laughs> he didn't have it in the nineties. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I never watched In Living Color. I understand it was very funny. I know that David Jim, Alan Greer was on that. And he was always a love line guest. And he was always hilarious. And Jim Carrey, I believe, was on In Living Color. The one white guy. Mm, yeah. The one white guy. Oh, uh, boy. This is apparently, right. This is apparently, apparently, we got to go back and watch the 63rd Academy Awards because it, it freaking won for the variety show. Uh, or mean, 1991 was just a I really might take sad some flack time. for this. Uh-huh. But I actually kind of like Jay Leno. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. This list is not ideal. Uh, if you're going to shoot down Letterman, I'm going to shoot down Leno. 
Yeah, but for what? Uh, for fucking over Conan. Well, but no, in this list. Oh, oh, for what? Saturday Night Live. In '93 was that, that was like. Oh, uh, that's a good point. That was. I feel was like that was, a, that was a transitional year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that was like Spade, David Spade, Chris Farley. Let's was see. Sandler on it back then? Yeah. Um, they didn't okay. hire any new cast members. 1993. Oh, it would have been '92's year, right? Is that how mm. it works? Season. Uh, s- nope. I think it's for the award the year prior. Um. Yeah, like you no, know, like Kevin Nealon on, and let's see, cast members were Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, uh, Victoria Jackson, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, Chris Rock, Julia Sweeney. Uh, let's see, middle players included no, I, Ellen Cleghorn, uh, Siobhan Fallon. Are they related? Um, I doubt it. Tim Meadows, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, David Spade. Um, let's see. Al Franken was a featured player. Uh, and Robert Smigel. Who, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say Saturday Night Live. That, that cast yeah. is tremendous. That's a good cast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... All right, so uh, the ultimate '90s, the namely for ultimate '90s variety show goes to Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah. All right. Boy, that was a cast. That's insane, right? And Farley must have died that year or the next year. Ninety-seven. Um, oh snap! He kept going. Moving on to our next guest. Yeah, yeah, the speed mm. kept him going until it didn't. Uh, next <laughs> category lead comedy actor Ted Danson for Cheers times two, Burt Reynolds in Evening Shade, which sounds like a, a romantic novel, uh, Craig T. Nelson in Coach, Kelsey Grammer in Frasier times three, and John Lithgow, Third Rock from the Sun times three. Uh, Evening Shade, former professional football player Woodrow Wood Newton retires to his hometown of Evening Shade, Arkansas, and settles into a new job as coach of a high school football team with a long losing streak. The comedy series shines a light on rural America with a focus on the three F's, faith, family, and friends. Well, that sounds like garbage. Um, Is that? No, that's terrible. Um. And for some reason, I thought Burt Reynolds was uh, dead. No, was the same person as Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Thank you. <laughs> it's not like, it just sounds like blue bloods, but like a football version. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he had the mustache, too. Um, <laughs> Family. So, like, I gave it to Frazier for the. Uh, mm-hmm. For the, the series. But and you also hate Third Rock from the Sun. No, but I liked I like John Lithgow now. Like he's kind of grown on me. It's like a slow burn. I like John Lithgow. Um, Uh, I would also make an argument for Ted Danson because while the material was terrible, he still killed it in those later in every season of Cheers. I liked Ted Danson in CSI. I like Ted Danson (laughs) in The Good Place. And Um, what was it, Becker? Becker, yeah, Becker. Um. Oh boy! I, in, and you also yeah, like Craig T. Nelson, don't you? Yeah, but I didn't know him in Coach. I, oh. I he was in the District. Okay, I just remember him from Coach. Uh, I, I, so I think Third Rock from the Sun is a little underrated, and I think if I watched it again, I'd probably actually like it. I I would think so. But Kelsey Grammer was really good too. He was. Do you want? Do you want to know the years? No. Okay. Boy, I can't choose. You can be the tiebreaker. I mean, we did. We gave. We gave Frasier best comedy. Like, and the award goes to Burt Reynolds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, Burt Reynolds is Bert. a comedy actor. Um, no, let's go. Let's go, John Lithgow, because I think that's yeah. the only place where Third Rock from the Sun is represented. And he was out of the because we watched. We've watched two Christmas episodes of Frasier. We've watched one Christmas episode of Third Rock from the Sun, and of those three, I think I would watch the Third Rock from the Sun episode. Uh, all right, there you have it. The <laughs> namely goes to John Lithgow for his performance in Third Rock from the Sun. Woo! 
wish I would have thought to get a. <laughs> I heard you Kelsey disappointed face. <laughs> what fresh hell is this? Um, now, in the category of leading drama actor, we have Peter Falk as Columbo. Uh, James Falk. Earl Jones for Saint Gabriel, or sorry for Gabriel's Fire. I always thought there was a saint. Um, Christopher Lloyd in Avonlea. No idea. Uh, Tom Skerritt for Picket Fences. Again, no idea what Picket Fences is. Apparently, it was popular. Uh, Dennis Franz for NYPD Blue. I believe he's the stout mustache balding man. The mm. the. I, I think that's him. Uh, we have Mandy Patinkin for Chicago Hope. Uh, again, slept on Chicago Hope apparently because that was a big, that was a big star studded cast. Yeah, but ER was so much better. Mm, I can imagine. Uh, and then Andre Brower, uh, ripped to the max, just passed away. I think last month, two months ago, uh, for Homicide: Life on the Street. Hey, that Mandy was- Patinkin was uh, in. Criminal Minds for like the first season or two. He was like the main guy. And then I want to say there's a Family Guy joke about Mandy Patinkin, or was it was that Psych, uh, where old people know. just old but people that just show love also Mandy has the guy from um, Dharma and Greg. Remember? Oh, really? He's in the tall guy. He Dharma and Greg, the tall guy. Yeah, was in uh, Criminal Minds for quite a long time until he got Me Too oh. or whatever. I thought you meant Chicago. I didn't realize he got no. Me Too. Uh, that would explain why they haven't rebooted Dharma and Greg. Um, and why wow. he's conspicuously absent in the immediate reboot of Criminal Minds. Is the is the bald guy from Chicago Hope also on Criminal Minds? I don't know who that is. I just Googled it. So, um, God, who is that guy? Um, the Hector Elon. Elizondo. What is he known for? He's in stuff. He's he's the guy that you would go like, oh, he's in stuff. Oh, Elizondo? Uh, mm, oh, this guy. No, I don't think he was in that. He's in a lot of stuff. Anyway, um, are you leaning did you were you leaning towards Mandy Patinkin? No, not necessarily. That's just the name I recognize. I don't I know James Earl Jones, obviously. Other than that. Christopher Lloyd's uh from Back to the Future. Oh yeah. Uh Peter Falk, I don't is Columbo. Um Yeah. Is it it's like the guy with the eye patch and the parrot or whatever? Right? No. He has a coat. He has a trench coat. That's all I know. He I don't know crimes. any of these and I'm not invested I, in any I, of these. So for me it's like I if you win it four friggin' Columbo. times, I think just by default you should be the definitive winner. Yes, yeah. Let's let's go Dennis Franz, because NYPD Blue was groundbreaking when it was on, and he was constantly praised for his role in it. Um is it my turn? Yes. Yes. Uh the namely for lead actor in the nineties goes to uh drama, lead drama actor in the nineties goes to Dennis Franz. Franz, whatever. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Ooh, for uh, lead in a com- lead actress in a comedy series, we have Candace Bergen in Murphy Brown with four wins in the 90s, five if you include 1989, Kirstie Alley from Cheers, Roseanne Barr from Roseanne, and Helen Hunt from Mad About You times three. Roseanne Barr from The Connors. <laughs> um, Candace Bergen's not funny, so therefore she can't <laughs> win this. Um but she did, was she not, did she not have to battle Dan Quayle over uh, women, single mother birthing rights or something? Um, yeah, but she's not funny. Uh, Roseanne <laughs> is hot trash. I hated the show. I didn't like her. It's, there's just nothing about the show that I find appealing in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is late era Cheers where Christy Alley was barely in the show. Like you remember that Christmas episode. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, there's a pig, and I have to set it free. That that was her role on Cheers in that last wait, season. Wait, Helen Hunt is not that funny either. But it, did you kind of? Yeah, she my mom watched that of, show. Yeah, my mom watched that show too. And they were in she, that episode of Friends. <laughs> she played off the guy, which whose name I forgot. Um, he's Paul, in Stranger Things. Paul McCartney. Paul no. Bethany. 
Paul Simon. That's probably uh, not even Paul. No, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Yeah. Yeah, um, she was more of the straight man. Yeah, she was more of the straight. But she was still an actress in a comedy. I guess they're not saying she is the comedian. True. She was the be- the best lead actress in a comedy. Um, well, I dislike Candace Bergen. I think Christy Alley's <laughs> um, like overall appearances were fairly limited, ripped to the max. Uh, so so for, I gotta go Helen Hunt. I'll support you on that one. All right. And the namely for a lead comedy actress goes to Helen Hunt. Mad about you. And finally, uh, for lead drama actress, we have Patricia Wettig for 30 something twice. Never heard of the show. Nope. Uh, Dana Delaney for China Beach. Sounds offensive. Kathy Baker <laughs> for Picket Fetzes, three years. Uh, Sayla Ward for Sisters. Jillian Anderson for The X Files. Christine Leahy, La- 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 Lati. Uh, Chicago Hope and Edie Falco for the surprise Sopranos, which I spelled uh, Sopranos. <laughs> um, boy, I mm. is it even a choice? No, it's not a choice. It's Jillian Anderson, The X Files, right? Yep, I agree 100%. Although I mean, Edie Falco, Sopranos, props, Sailor Ward. Yeah, Sailor Ward, I. I know her best for her performance in house. She had a story mm. arc uh, in house MD and that was very good. Um, but it's just Jillian Anderson. I mean, it's the X files. All right. She's also yeah. a really damn good actress too. Yeah, she is. She I didn't is. even know she was British. Yeah. Until like a few years ago. British. I think she became British a few years ago. That, 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 I'm convinced that, that, that that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She is the queen or whatever, isn't she? Oh, really? I mean, Wasn't she I, in the crown? The last thing I remember seeing her on was um, the one where it was a Neil Gaiman book where they were all like sins or fates or something. And she was media. She was in the crown and she played uh, the queen. Yeah, she's an OBE. She played Margaret Thatcher. Oh, that's a role. Um, People also search for David Duchovny. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, she was. She's been in a lot. Oh, Quite expectations. The oh, she was in the Hannibal TV series. And that was, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Your turn. Uh, okay. Now for the Neewee Nineties Minute, me. No, the award. You didn't, no one, no one actually said the. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the final namely. I was waiting for you to do it. I was like, uh, the the final namely for lead drama actress in the nineties goes to Jillian Anderson. Yay! Woo! And we did it. All right. Um, and just, tune in next year for. Well, no, we the did exact whole, same the thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, Brand. Now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to Namely 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of the remake of Mean Girls, we're looking back at the time Lindsay Lohan starting her own remake of a classic, The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap is a 1998 romantic comedy remake of the 1961 film and the directorial debut from the director of What Women Want. The film stars the girl from Freaky Friday, the pastor from the Footloose remake, General Kate Sash Offred from The Handmaid's Tale movie, and Lisa Luter from Rami and Michelle's High School Reunion. The story begins when Dragonheart and Made in Manhattan meet on the Queen Elizabeth II in 1986. They wed and have twin daughters, American Lindsay Lohan and British Lindsay Lohan. But the parents divorce shortly after the birth and each take one back to their respective lives. The father on a vineyard in Napa Valley, California, and the mother back in London, England, working as a wedding dress designer. Eleven and three quarters years later, the Lindsays are coincidentally sent to the same summer camp and quickly become rivals and eventually put together that these identical girls are twins separated at birth. They then decide to trade 
lives once they leave camp so they can meet their respective other parent. In London, American Lindsay meets her mother, their butler, and grandmother, while in California, British Lindsay meets her father, their nanny, and her father's money-grubbing fiancé with evil stepmom energy who wants to send Lindsay to boarding school once she marries into the family. British Lindsay phones American Lindsay in London to ask her to convince their mother to come to America to break up the engagement. Both Lindsays get figured out by their respective caretakers about the swap, and the butler convinces American Lindsay to tell her mother the truth. This sparks the mother to travel to America to convince the father they need joint custody of the Lindsays. While there, Lindsay 1 and Lindsay 2 try to rekindle their parents' relationship by recreating the circumstances of how they met, but on a yacht. The mother tells the father that the night they broke up, she had hoped he would have chased after her because that's how healthy relationships on the brink of divorce work. They agree on shared custody, but don't rekindle the relationship because the father is engaged to be married, so the Lindsays pitch a fit and refuse to reveal who is who unless the family takes a camping trip together. During the trip, they mercilessly torture the father's fiance until she breaks and gives the father an ultimatum, him or his daughters, which he obviously then picks the Lindsays. The parents realize they're still in love, but don't choose to resume their relationship as mother and British Lindsay fly back to London. But once they get off the plane, they find the father and American Lindsay waiting for them because he didn't want to let her get away again and somehow flew faster than the other flight from the same place. The movie ends with the parents remarried and the butler and the nanny engaged. And that's The Parent Trap in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now back to the show. All right. Um, we're just bringing back old favorites uh, this season. Um, I wanted to play boot or reboot since we were talking about TV shows. Uh, so I thought, hmm, what TV shows have they remade recently? And while um, Party of Five apparently had a reboot in 2020 where uh, instead of the parents being killed in a car crash, uh, they get deported. Um, I couldn't find, I couldn't oh find God. good trailers for that. So, uh, I th- my next guess was TV shows made into movies and then rebooted. Uh, so boot or reboot, if you remember is where we show Andrew two trailers, one of a nineties movie, which is most likely looks like garbage compared to today's to today's standards, uh, up against a more modern reboot with flashy, bad CG that, uh, looks and better. a bunch of nobodies. Although yeah. with the, this, this there, everyone's a nobody no matter what, but fair. Uh, but some are more fondly remembered. So we're going to be looking back at mighty Morphin power Rangers, the movie and the reboot power Rangers or Saban's power Rangers from 2017. But uh, let's get started. Um, mighty Morphin power Rangers, the movie 1995 American superhero film starring uh, like the second gen cast of the power Rangers, Karen Ashley, Johnny young Bosch, Steve Cardenas, Jason, David Frank, Rip to the max, Amy Jo Johnson, and David Yost. Um, yeah, let's, uh, ready for this trailer? Let's do it. And remember, we can stop it at any point. Because they're starting with skydiving. And, yeah. Just... My question, is it choppy on your end or just because the zoom? Uh, probably the zoom. How choppy is it? Like, very, almost as if it's deliberate. Um, or is it like perfectly smooth? I mean, I wouldn't say perfectly smooth, but it is smoother. The cuts aren't great. All right, carry on. Are you, are you still having trouble? It's watchable. It's time to pay the piper. Oh, yeah, I have a new news. The music is bad. There's also, is this the same group that did the diversity Christmas special? <laughs> is uh, it? I mean, yes, it is the same Power Rangers. Uh, I don't know if it's the same writing staff. I meant people. Like yes, it is actors. the same. It actors. is the same actors. Yes, minus their Jewish friend. <laughs> Go ahead. They're morphing right now with the movie morphs. They're morphing AF. Have a nice trip. Watch the birdie. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that was a wire. He was on a wire. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, the the bad puns when they're kicking the the things. Uh, my yeah, favorite have- being Amy Jo Johnson, Pink Ranger, gets to say, "Have a nice trip," and then she trips them with her whip thing. 
and then see you next fall as she say, kicks I them. hope she says see you next fall. <laughs> yes. That's uh, that is exactly what she says. Gotta love it. Taking over the world is one thing. Finding good help to run it for you. That's the killer. There's a giant scorpion thing. Oh, this is doing the uh, 90s thing where they show you the entire movie in the trailer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Why are they wearing like... Whatever that's called. Uh, they called it ninja outfits. Hijabs or whatever. <laughs> That's what oh they're wearing God, that, in this. Yes, that is what they're wearing. Uh, they called them in the show and in this their ninja outfits. Um, That's the wrong culture. It is the wrong culture. And why did I never realize that until now? <laughs> it's like the diamond on the forehead. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but clearly ninjas because their face are covered. Man, you're ugly. Sensitive too. The, I don't wow. remember. Wow, this skyline. <laughs> it's all just clearly made of foam. Uh, there's like I, two flashlights in the background. Which the weird thing is they didn't use the Japanese footage for this movie. This is original animation and like uh, CG and um, clearly miniatures. There's 100% a miniature. But they have they they cg the the megazord and the big monster so why why not just do the rest of the city i mean i guess it was 1995 just superimposed it on a picture of san francisco yes i mean that is, is the, the pyramid building on the yeah i mean it's supposed to be a california coastal city um but it's, I think it's san fran yeah um, with all those leotards and you know tight pants and stuff it probably is True. This was also an alternate reality Angel Grove, but enjoy the monster fight here. Okay, you might remember when I way back when we talked about Power Rangers Turbo, um, I was like, it took me until Power Rangers Turbo when I was like in the third grade to realize that they were cutting between American footage and and Japanese footage. It took me until just now to realize that they're cutting between like actual city city footage and then the miniatures that you mentioned huh. that were so clearly obvious. <laughs> and the miniatures are bad. Oh, so this song is still going on. That's why I paused it so many times so that we can get past any copyright issues. That's not even Tommy's voice. The music feels really inappropriate for the trailer. I don't know why. Like they showed, they showed the White Ranger, and then that was Billy's. Oh, go back to that. Uh, one frame. Back to the credits. Oh, like one second back. Soundtrack includes songs by Red Hot Chili Peppers, Van Halen, Devo, They Might Be Giants, Shampoo, and Snap. Yeah. I remember the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Also, they didn't capitalize hot for the Red Hot I, Chili Peppers. You, you know, you're right about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Red Hot Chili Peppers plays when they're either skydiving or rollerblading through town in the beginning of the episode. Or, uh, sorry, movie. Uh, so I didn't Eddie Van Devo. Halen die? I mean, he they did. could still use his song. No, I know. I'm just saying, rip to the max. Yes, rip to the max. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we have. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Spawn's Power Rangers 2017, an American superhero film. Um, I just need to tell you about it first. If they use that same song, I'm gonna die. <laughs> that would be amazing if they just redid the same trailer. Um, but they didn't. They did something completely different. Um, because for this one, they thought, oh, let's just make Breakfast Club, but Power Rangers. Um, 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, although it says here uh, is a reboot that loosely adapts Day of the Dumpster, the pilot episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It stars Dacker Montgomery, Naomi Scott, CJ Seiler, Becky G, Ludi Lynn, Bill Hader, and Brian, Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks. I'll let you figure out who plays what for those last three. Um, uh, Dacker was on Stranger Things as the D bag older brother of the Red Girl. Uh, Stranger Things is good. Um, although you could probably wait until it's done to, to subscribe to Netflix and watch it. All right. Ready for this? Are you ready for us? It's morphin' time. It's your time. Oh, sorry. They already they already started doing the thing in 2017 where they show the quips from the beginning of the trailer before the trailer. Oops. Okay. None of us really know each other. We're all screw ups. But somehow. We were all in the same place at the same time when Billy found those coins. Guys, check out how we glow. I'm blue. <laughs> okay, maybe it was. Uh, is is it less choppy now? Because I I realized I was holding onto the scroll on my. Uh, it's a little mouse. better, but now there's a bunch of wacky noises coming from the main house. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, uh, there's. <laughs> They've fallen into a pit with water and they're glowing because they found the power coins. What? I am. No, you're not. (laughs) He's black because he's glowing. Get it? Isn't that weird? Yeah. We're strong. Insanely strong. The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers. I'm just going to stop it here. Um... Can you guess who the face thing is? That's Brian Cranston. Uh, does he also play a meth kingpin in this uh, in this movie? Unfortunately, Show? no. Uh, he plays the original Red Ranger, who was also Zordon for some reason, and then was turned into a wall. All right. Did I just hear you say we're Power Rangers? Is this some kind of joke? We're talking to a wall. I was kind of expecting a little more. So where were you last night? Me and four kids found a spaceship buried underground. I'm pretty sure I'm a superhero. Cool. Pee in that cup. Pee in Kathy that cup. Griffin? <laughs> Sounded like Kathy Griffin. Could have been Kathy Griffin. She's she's touring right now. She's she came through St. Louis Bispo this week. Is she on the list of people or is she uncredited? Uh probably uncredited. Um can you guess who plays Alpha Five, which is that that robot there in the corner? Bill Hader? Yes. Are you sure it wasn't Elizabeth Power Banks? Were a legion of warriors. You must become those those are the putties. It's the hologram, like a video game. That's a strong ass hologram. Not a video game. <laughs> you were born for this. I will destroy everything. Pretty sure the pink ranger just kissed the red ranger there. That pissed people off. Racy. She is pure evil. How do you expect us to stop her? Oh, maybe it was the yellow ranger. I don't know. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. The Iron Man suits. I uh, see that. And I hope that's the Pink Ranger on back there because uh, there's, there's some cake growing on. <laughs> that's Goldar. This is your destiny. I feel like when Brian Cranston says this is your destiny, that's like that's just recorded from him when he goes to the like cash the check. <laughs> this is your destiny. I'm your anyway. density. <laughs> what? I'm your dentist. This is your time. Ah! 
so that was a thing. Hmm. All right, so I've watched both of these. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm allowed to play. If, if you sat me down and held a gun to my head and said, Wait, you have to watch one of these movies. Which is the premise of this bit. <laughs> I know. I'm doing this for the listener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd watch the second one. I'd watch the newer one. Reason why? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. He brings something to any movie he would do, even if it's a bad movie. Um, like, I don't like the cheese of the original Power Rangers, which is like kind of the charm and the point of the original Power Rangers. But Fair. I personally just don't like it. So this just looked generally more watchable, though quite cringy with some of the dialogue <laughs> and all that. But it was like, before it was cringy because it was cheesy. This is cringy because it takes itself too seriously. However, mm. it looks like the more entertaining movie. Okay. You, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would, I don't even know which one I would pick between the two. Like the first, like the, the first power Rangers movie is hard to watch. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, this one also hard to watch, but for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, your, your choice was power Rangers 2017, which means yeah. I think reboot. you've picked, you've picked reboot twice now. And I think I did not pick reboot for, um, point break point break. Yes. But you picked it for Scream, I think. I don't yeah. remember. I should have. I should have remembered this. I think you're for, right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, anything else for this episode? That does it. All right. That's it for this week's edition of Naming Nineties, where we can find new episodes out every Monday. Find us on Blue Sky, Instagram, and YouTube at Naming Nineties with Nine Zero S, and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreoncom slash Nineties, also with a Nine Zero S. Finally, you can contact us through our website Nineties.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, the, and the winner is Teaser, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew, and we'll catch you. Next time. The host here is really loud and the walls are very paper thin.